Ultimately, what is your responsibility in a live-in partnership? What if you're living with your partner and you have a fantastic relationship? What exactly is your responsibility as someone who lives with that person? What is each person's responsibility within that live-in relationship? See, the problem is most people with a live-in partnership or most partnerships in general don't have arrangements that are clear. Clarity, I like to say, is enlightenment. Clarity is enlightenment. When you're clear about something, you are enlightened. Enlightenment doesn't mean you're reaching some far out thing in the universe or a deep meditative state in your mind. Enlightenment is clarity, having the sublime comfort and confidence that you're clear with your thoughts. So are you clear? Are you enlightened when it comes to your relationship? How are you approaching your relationship when you are in living partner? That's what I'm going to delve into today. I want to welcome you to my live broadcast for today, Sunday, every Sunday, 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. That would be 6 p.m. Standard Time in the U.S. And if you want to uh, find out what those times are in your wherever particular area you're living in, just look it up, look it up on this site called Google. That's uh, two O's on the Google. But the challenge is that what do you do, for example, I'll give you an example later on, on what you can, you can do based on what responsibilities you have in the relationship, based on what you know about the responsibilities you have in a relationship where you live in with your partner. What success, what a successful outcome looks like, what a successful partnership, live-in partnership looks like, and what a live-in partnership doesn't, uh, a failed live-in partnership looks like. When you're clear with that information, when you're, when you're clear with that kind of arrangement, then you can have a fantastic relationship and you can have the sublime comfort. You can have the sublime good feeling, good feeling of comfort that you know what's good and what's not good, how you can facilitate something, how you can not facilitate something because now you know what good looks like. Now you know what a successful outcome looks like. But until you get to knowing what, what a successful outcome is, until you get to that point, then you're pretty much um, going, leaving yourself in the wind and allowing the wind to blow you any which way, allowing life to run your relationship, allowing life to run your relationship. When you begin to take responsibility over things, you gain autonomy. What does that mean? Responsibility equals autonomy. When you take responsibility over something, you gain autonomy over it. Autonomy means you're in control. So if you want to be in control of your relationship, if you want to be in control of your live-in partnership, if you want to be in control of your life and your destiny, then this is what you have to really consider for yourself. So first of all, what I want to dive into is what is a home? What do you consider is a home? A lot of people consider home, the, the actual definition of home is a permanent res residence, a, a place where you live permanently. That's the definition of a home. Could be just a building, could be just a house. A house is different from a home. A house is just a structure in which has a roof and several walls and several rooms can be considered as a house. Now, what is a home to you? Ask yourself, what is a home? Because when you become clear as to what you consider, what is a home, and what you consider is a home, people consider homes differently. I consider my home different. 
when you make the definition, when you make the clear, clear definition of what a home is, then you can more easily facilitate a successful live-in partnership where two people are conjoined, not necessarily conjoined, but they're living in the same place. And this is a place where you're going to call home. And is this place that you're going to call home, is it a place where you come home to and relax? Or is it a place where you come home to and feel worse than you were when you were outside of your home? Do you feel good coming into your home? So one definition of a home would be just a residence or permanent residence, which is the actual definition of it. When you look at the, um, the Google, when you Google the definition of, of home, or you can define it for your own. I like to consider my home as my sanctuary, a place where I can come home to where I feel better than when I was outside. A lot of people come home to a place, come home to a house, which they cannot consider as a home because they feel worse in that place than they do when they were outside. And so most people, here's what they do. You want to know what most people do? What most people do is they rather opt out of their home and, and spend their time, invest their time elsewhere rather than be home, rather than be in a place where I consider it as a sanctuary. I consider it as some, a place where I, I can, sublime, they can be sublimely happy I could be sublimely myself, I could be completely comfortable, and I could be completely happy, and I expect to be happy. And here's what that entails. Because I look at it that way, I am, I, set, I facilitate the house, I facilitate the home based on those rules, based on it requires these specific things for me to be able to consider it as a home. I want to come home and, and be happy at that home. I want to come home and become completely comfortable. I want to be home and not have to pretend to be anybody else. I want to be home and not to be, not be a therapist. I want to be home and be respected and be, um, be able to communicate as I'd like. And because I have that clarity, I'm able to facilitate that. Do you understand? Only when you have clarity of what you like and what you consider what a home is, then you can have, you can, you can facilitate you can create rules, you can create guidelines as to how to behave in this home and how to not behave in this home. So number one is define what a home is for you. Ask yourself and maybe even comment on the comment section below, what to you do you consider is a home? Make, a, make it a very specific, make a very specific definition of what you consider what a home is. So what is the responsibility? What is your responsibility as a live-in partner. Here's what it is. There are two, you have two responsibilities as a live-in partner. The number one responsibility is to facilitate a happy home. Facilitate a happy home. But before we get there, and in order for you to get there, let's go back to become something very, very specific that I mentioned earlier. I want you to define with your partner what a home is. I want you to define with your partner what a successful home is. What I mean by successful is a successful outcome. What is the outcome that we'd like in our living arrangement? And that is what it is to have, is to have an arrangement. See, what you have in a relationship, what you have in a partnership, a partnership itself is an arrangement. What you have is an arrangement, but here's the problem. The problem is most people don't recognize it's an arrangement. 
Most people just go on their whim and say, hey, now we're now immediate, we're now boyfriend, girlfriend. We're now partners, we're now lovers. And the next, what's the next step? Next step is we move into a house. The next step is we what? What does society say? We get married. What does society say? Now we raise children. See, when you follow societal norms, without introspection, without guidance, without clarity, you're going to have a lot of problems. So what do I mean by introspection? I mean introspection as to why do you do the things that you do? If you know things without question and you know them for no reason, then I don't know why I know them. That's suspect. What do I mean? It means that anything that you know that you don't know why you know them, you just know them because it was passed down to you, you have to ask, you have to critically think. This is what it is to critically think. Ask yourself, why is it that way? And why, why am I doing it this way? Why can't I do it this way? Perhaps you can. You just didn't know you could until you introspected. And so you have a conversation with your partner and you ask and you make a delineation. What is a home? What I would like in a home? What I would like in a partnership? First thing you have to recognize is you are in a partnership and every partnership and a partnership by definition is an arrangement. And so what arrangement would you like? What arrangement would you like in a relationship? Here's what I encourage you to do. I encourage you to read the book Relationships 101. Just go on Amazon, search relationship, Relationships 101 by Ron John. Get that book so you have some clarity over the, what relationships are and how relationships have come to be. And it'll help, you, it'll help guide you as to how you can build out your relationship based on what I'm going to base it on here, which is called unconditional love. So presuming you're living in a home, you, you want an arrangement based on unconditional love. Because here's why I make the delineation. It's because you could go into a relationship. You can go into any relationship with already an arrangement intact. And so aside from a specific arrangement that you'd actually like, that's outside of unconditional love, whether it's a forced marriage, whether it's an arranged marriage, whether it's an arranged partnership, or whether it's a partnership where uh, both persons agree upon certain terms. When both persons agree upon a certain term, or more people, not just uh, two people. Aside from arrangements, if you want to base your living situation, your live-in partnership, based on unconditional love, then this is what you should base it into. Responsibility number one. So the first, the first thing you need to do is you have to communicate with your partner and say, here's what a successful outcome looks like when it comes to a live-in arrangement. And here's what it doesn't look like. And it's different for everybody. So you have to define for yourself, what is a home? What would you like to come home to every day? What would you like not to come home to every day? Make that distinction so you can facilitate it. So you can now go into responsibility number one. After making that delineation, responsibility number one is facilitating a happy home. Your first responsibility as a living partner is facilitating a happy home. When it's no longer a happy home, you take on the responsibility number two. And a lot of people have this problem. Your second responsibility is to change the arrangements of the partnership, change the arrangements to prevent from an unhappy home. Change the arrangement. Your second responsibility, your first responsibility is to facilitate a happy home. And happiness could be defined. I'll go into what happiness might look like. 
And your second responsibility is to change the arrangements to prevent from an unhappy home. Because things change, don't you agree? Things can change. And so when you, when things become unhappy at whatever point, you have to communicate and change your arrangements specifically so that it can prevent from an unhappy home. Sometimes, and, and um, perhaps worse comes to worse, the arrangement might be that you may not be conducive to living in the same area, in the same house, the same property. And therefore, it's now your responsibility. It's now your responsibility as a living partner to not live in the same house. Do you understand? But that's worse comes to worse. There are a lot of things that lead up to that, and which is why I really strongly encourage you to go to greatrelationshipsu.com or see a Great Relationships University ambassador. Take on the Great Relationships University course so that you can facilitate a great relationship. This is the unit. There's six units in that six modules in that course, online course. The sixth module is five hours just on relationships, a five-hour video course on relationships. So how do you facilitate a happy, a happy home? You make a delineation of what you'd like, what it is for you to be happy. What is it that you require to be happy? And because you have two individuals, two individual people that live in the same place, and no two individual people want exactly the same things. Do you understand that? Which is why compromises are important. No two people want the same things. No matter how infatuated you are with your partner, no matter how much you love them, no two people will want the same things, which is why it's incredibly important to recognize what makes that person happy, what makes you happy, and then make the compromises where you need to. Make the compromise where you need to. If you don't make sacrifices, then it's a perfect live-in situation. But if you have to make sacrifices, for example, if you're the kind of person who does not like drugs, does not like drinking, and your, your, your partner loves drugs and loves drinking, well, you can either compromise, but for, for you, that's probably a sacrifice. Now you're probably something that you're probably going to be miserable about, and it's not conducive to a living situation, and so you don't do that. Don't do anything you wouldn't do. You will regret it, no matter how infatuated you are. In the beginning of every relationship, I talk about the three eyes. One of the three eyes is infatuation. In the beginning of every relationship, your brain will drug you so that you see nothing about the person outside of who they, uh, who they actually are, your brain will drug you not to see who that person actually is, and all the brain is drugging you to do is to mate, is to mate, is to mate with that person. And then that drug wears off, some people a few weeks, some people uh, a year and a half, 18 months. So what is it for both individuals to have a happy home? Have a communication about that. Ask, ask her or him, Hey, um, if you're ready to live in with each other, hey, before we, hey, baby, before we live in with each other, before we make this arrangement, this is a pretty significant leap because I am now going to be coming home to somebody. I'm not going to be uh, coming home to a place where I will consider it as a home. And for me, a home is some place that I'd rather be at rather than out, outside of my home. Some place that I could happily come home to rather than be uh, outside of that home, living elsewhere. Or... Uh, uh, living my life elsewhere, I'd rather be in that place. And so for me to be in that place, I want, to be, I want it to be a happy place. I want it to facilitate happiness. And I know that no two individuals could be the same. And so what is it for you to have a happy home? 
And here's what it is for me. Let me explain myself. And so now when you know what the, a successful outcome looks like for a happy home, what it actually looks like, now you can define the terms. What, what a not successful, not like not desirable outcome, and what a desirable outcome looks like when it comes to an arrangement. And from that point, you can now facilitate a happy home. For example, for me, I'll give you some examples. For me, I don't like a cluttery house. I like things organized, and I don't like a non-clean house. And my partner is fantastic because she likes the same things. And um, since no two people can, can want the same things, and no two people have the same taste and style, and so we make compromises on each other based on, but never sacrifices. For example, I like the dishes in, she likes the dishes out, and so we make the compromise, hey, the dishes are out as long as we have this particular thing that makes it look really nice. That's what a compromise is. I get my way, she gets her way. It's fantastic. So responsibility number two is to make changes in the arrangement to prevent from an unhappy home. So let's say this is what occurs in every, uh, every relationship that's taken for granted. When a relationship has gone its course where both people take themselves for granted, it's a death of every relationship. It's a death knell. It's a death signal of every relationship. And so when you come to that place, now what do you do? What do you do as a live-in partner? What is now your responsibility? So number two responsibility is to what? Change the arrangement to prevent from an unhappy home. And so what arrangement that needs to be changed? Perhaps the arrangement is not necessarily about the house, about the living situation. Perhaps the arrangement is about your relationship with each other. Perhaps that needs to change. People change, things change, life is ongoing. And so as, as your life changes, perhaps things need to change within your relationship. And sometimes people become more and more significant and sometimes People become less and less significant, and maybe five years down the road, two years down the road, you discover that you perhaps align less on many, align more and more less about more things than align more. That's a, that's a really weird way of saying that you align less on things than you align more. If you align more on things, you want the same things, you have the same values, then you, she becomes, he becomes more significant. But if you discover five years down the road, you align less and less on things, business, partnership, philosophy, values, virtues, whatever the, the case is, you align less on them, perhaps you have to make some arrangement in the relationship itself rather than the relationship dynamic within the home. And so you make those changes. Perhaps, worse comes to worse, you need to realize that the arrangement is that you can't live in the same place. And that's okay. Remember, to become an enlightened person, you have to become independent. You have to become dependent solely to yourself. You have to become a whole person going into any relationship, any arrangement. And you can't be two halves. They say, my better half, my better half. No, you have to go into a relationship as whole people. Complete already. And then when you two can join, you're two complete people loving each other because you love yourself and you love and honor and respect yourself and you love them because out of that love and respect for yourself, they align with you. You're not using them to fulfill your lacks and needs. You are an independent person. When two independent individuals, I refer to it as co-independency. 
It is a fantastic and amazing relationship where both people have ongoing, persistent love and desire for each other. If you want consistent, ongoing love and desire for each other, you want to be co-independent. So make that changement in your relationship. So let's say it doesn't go, get too worse, but it gets pretty bad. Let's say you, you, you like the place you live in, you don't want to live in separate areas, but you also don't necessarily want to be, with, uh, be romantic with each other. Maybe it's, it's grown apart in that particular direction, which is second worst case scenario, but it's not that bad. Change the relationship to where, okay, so we have this arrangement now where uh, we'd rather not be romantic and we'd rather see other people. And hey, guess what? We're friends. In fact, we're very, very good friends because we've been, we're very, very intimate with each other. Intimacy means how much you know about that person. Intimacy is how much you know that person. When you know a lot about that person, the inside and out, you're very intimate. You're a very intimate friend with that person. So why would you not live with each other? That's amazing to live with your best friend. Whether or not you have sex is amazing. All you have to do is change the arrangement, make the relationship between both of you clear. Make it clear. Make it clear. And be consistent about your word. Be consistent about your word. This is especially particularly important when certain people, women have hormonal cycles. And so it's not their fault, it's their brain, it's their evolutionary brain, puts out the chemicals in their body to make them feel one thing one month, one part of the month, and one a different thing completely a different part of the month. It doesn't mean they're inconsistent, it means they're women. And that's fantastic, that's okay. You just have to recognize when you set, when you facilitate things, be consistent. So that's going to be my lesson for today. I don't want, I don't want this to be too long. Here's, here's my recap for uh, today. What are the two responsibilities of people who live in with each other? Number one is you have to recognize that you are in an arrangement. When you recognize that you are in an arrangement, you can clearly communicate what those arrangements are. When you don't know that you're in an arrangement, a partnership is an arrangement. When you don't know you're in an arrangement, you can't possibly communicate the arrangement. Why? Because you don't know you're in an arrangement. So when you recognize your arrangement, you can clearly communicate what it is you want, what it is she'd want, what it is he'd want, what a happy home looks like for them, what an unhappy home looks like for them, what a happy home looks like for you. And then, hey, we align. We want the same things. Let's go live in together. Perfect. That's a fantastic situation. Responsibility number one, facilitate a happy home. Responsibility number two, and to facilitate a happy home, you really, really, really need to see a Great Relationships University ambassador or, or go to greatrelationshipsu.com and enroll in the online course so you can have great relationships. How do you facilitate a happy home if you don't know what happiness looks like? What happiness looks like to you, what happiness looks like to people, and what a successful relationship looks like? You need to know that. Responsibility number two, change the arrangements to prevent from an unhappy home. If you have any questions, comments, and thoughts, I would like to know them. Leave them in the comments below. And I would really appreciate it if you shared this video and, uh, or podcast or blog post. And I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.